which was hilarious when Gother first appeared to our main cast because Donnie, the doofus that he is, is in the back. He's like, oh, man, she's hot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Donnie, only if you knew, bud. <laughs> I mean, it's Gother, so, I mean, he'd be down to put him in an illusion of lust. That is true. Welcome into Animan Plus episode 58. Mox Light with Sparky 3 back with video on Animan Plus. Uh, we also have video back for Animan Plus news, and video will be also be back for Lighthearted Gamers. Got that situation resolved? Well, kind of. I mean, the computer we have, John took it. I don't even know what the status on it is. I mean, I assume it's dead at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to trust John to fix it. We're using my old one right now in here, so it's fine. It works. It gets the job done. It's actually better than what we had. Yeah, so, it's I mean, most definitely better. Yeah, so it's, it's an upgrade. That works. That works. Uh, as you can tell, Zach is here. Zach, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was all right. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was me too. It was just okay. Uh, I did a lot of Black Friday shopping, an unhealthy amount a Black Friday shopping. I almost actually did buy some anime from like Right Stuff and everything. Yes. I almost did. I didn't though. Damn. I know. Uh, I almost did. I was looking at a few things, most notably Hitman Reborn, Blu-ray 1 and 2. I was yep. looking at that. That was on sale for like 40 bucks or something. That's usually what they go for, yeah. So there was a lot of stuff I was looking at, but I spent way too much money everywhere else. <laughs> I mean, you could have sent back that other air fryer and bought you some anime. I do like that air fryer I got, though. So yeah, I'm not going to consider that a total loss. I do like the air fryer, the, the extra air fryer that I got. I do really like it. Um, so we are back from a break, but we're going to meet back on a break next week. I'll break down the schedule here in just a moment. If you could, though, go follow us on Twitter at Animan Podcast. We'd appreciate that. As well as check out other shows like Lighthearted Gamers, a terrible football show, talking about movies and stuff. With uh, a terrible football show, we did just introduce a new guest, uh, my boy Shane, also known as I Am Razor. Uh, he's been a welcomed addition to the team. We've been having a lot of good conversations, a lot of new change to the show. So if you're a football fan, make sure to check that out. And for talking about movies and stuff, we do actually have some new episodes coming out very soon. Very soon, I promise. I promise. So what, January? No, fuck you. No. <laughs> John and I are actually set to record some episodes tomorrow, believe it or not. We have two episodes we're okay, recording. Okay, cool. That's recording. When's post date? Eh, maybe next week. Next week? Okay, we'll see. <laughs> no, it'll probably be next week. Uh, John and I uh, are going to talk about Arcane. He finally sat oh, down. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, he sat down to watch it. He actually said that it was probably the best TV show he's watched all year. Oh, our, everything I've seen about Arcane has been just top of line. I still need to watch it myself, but eh, I'll get there. Yeah, no, uh, I, I basically pitched it to him. Hey, do you want to come on and do a couple things with me? There's a couple things I wanted to do. And uh, I, I randomly asked, like, do you watch Arcane? He's like, no, I haven't watched it yet. Then he's just like, all right, well, I guess I'll watch it <laughs> to prep for the show. So we're doing an episode where he and I are talking about this first season of Arcane. And we're doing another episode talking about the first three episodes of Hawkeye so far, as well as the Mar some, some big Marvel news that came out this past week uh, involving Spider-Man that we are set to get another trilogy with Tom Holland. Still, yeah, I saw, I saw yep. that announcement, which was really nice. So, John and I are going to be talking about that in those two episodes. And we'll also have um, the Spider-Man No Way Home one coming out mm -hmm. here sometime this month. So, lots of good stuff going on there. Spark Park will come out eventually. <laughs> we'll get that one done eventually. Hey, no, come on, man. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. Uh, lastly, if you want to support us for the Patreon, is a great way to do so. Do not fill up good, though. Just be a friend. Tell a friend that you're watching or listening. We, we can call it good there. Shout out to Andy, our Tier 1 patron. Uh, with that said, music's coming to a close. So let me quickly go through uh, our schedule here. Like I said, we, do, we are going immediately back on a break next week because next week is the Lighthearted Game Awards Watch Along Extravaganza. You can watch it live with us over at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Uh, I don't know what time we're going to be going live. Just stay tuned to the Twitter at Podcast. I'll post it there, and I may share it from the Animan uh, podcast Twitter as well. I don't know what time we'll actually go live. The show starts, I think it's uh, I think it's 7 our time. I think it's 7 our time, ends at 10 our time. It's either that or that was Eastern time. I don't know. I'm going to have to look at it again because I fucked up last year. Yeah, you did. Well, to my in my defense, the email they sent me said it was starting at this time, Central time, and then it started earlier than when they sent me. You sure it wasn't an Eastern time and you just read I Central time? I am positive because I even reviewed it there on stream with you guys. 
I could probably dig back up the email. In fact, I will. I, I don't clear I my emails. I'm a heathen. Nick and me in there were there, and we were talking for prep, and then you're just like, oh, the show's starting. We're just like, oh, okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> so, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll go live. I don't know what time for sure. So, I, like I said, uh, go check out the Lot Hard Gamers Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast, and you can you know find out when we're going to go live on that. So, no, we're not going to be recording next week. Episode 59 will be coming out on the 19th. Uh, we will be on a break for Christmas week, of course. Hopefully, everyone has a wonderful holiday. And then episode 60 will be coming out on January 2nd, 2022. Episode 60, uh, we, Zach and I will be reflecting on all of the series that have come out this year, whether if it's anime, manga, or webtoon that's brand new, or maybe it's something that's not new and it's just new to us. Uh, great example is Tokyo Avengers. Of course, the anime is new to this year, but the series has been going on for a few years now. Zach and I discovered it because of the anime and fell in love with it and read through all the manga. That is being one example. Uh, Mission Yozakor Family, I believe I, st- I started reading this year, or did I start reading that last year? You remember? I think you started last year. Okay, I well, couldn't I think remember. you dabbled into it last year, but you actually started fully reading it this year. Gotcha, okay. So just stuff like that. So we're going to be ta- reflecting a little bit on what was some of our favorite series and stuff that came out this year, as well as looking ahead for what's coming out in 2022. Because 2022, we got a lot of good stuff lined up, not only with just movies, but series, uh, different things that are coming out. Like we know, I'm going to say we know, based on it's going to be at Jump Festa, but next year should be the Bleach final season, because I know that's going to be at Jump Festa. That is confirmed. So assuming that's going to finally come out next year maybe rising the shield hero season two we'll see <laughs> who knows at this it's been point pushed back three times now yeah exactly uh my hero academia season six which will be the probably the best season i would say you know depending on i say probably it's gonna have chainsaw man in it that is true chainsaw man's <laughs> confirmed in my hero academia that is true that is true uh assume i say probably just because you never know how they're going to handle it or whatever but i will say in terms of the arc reading it it's the best piece of content that my hero's got so i mean lots of great stuff coming out next year for anime we're gonna be talking about all that on episode 60 uh, but now let's bring it back to the present uh back to episode 58 uh, and kind of talk about the stuff that's come out uh, that we normally are watching so i'll start with demon slayer because it's a quick conversation because the um you can train arc has now come to a finale and I have not, again, I have not seen the movie recently. Uh, I've kind of, you know, I've done, for the first couple episodes, I did a side-by-side shot, and it was pretty much shot-for-shot remake. Uh, So I cannot confirm if this was, but I'm safely assuming it was, even to the point where they have the same fucking credits from the movie at the end of episode seven. Like, exact copy-paste, the same fancy art, you know, exact same. So I'm safely assuming that this was literal shot-for-shot, which kind of disappointing. So you think just overall they literally just did this so people wouldn't get off the Demon Slayer high, but gave their animators more time to animate? I I would probably say yeah, because like I said, you know, at the beginning of this, at the end of the day, it's not bad content, you know. It it is good content. It is just kind of like you know, it does suck to kind of rehash something. So yeah, that is that is a good possibility. Plus, I guess there's the other side of things where, when Demon Slayer came out, was that beginning of this year when it came out, right? Or is that? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it was in like March or May. If okay, I you know, so, so we're still in we're still in the pandemic period at that point. You know, theaters are still kind of slowly kind of coming back out with stuff. Yeah. So I feel like this was also kind of a play to factor where they did this to get, give people a chance to watch the movie who maybe hasn't, because let's be real. The movie itself just dropped online for streaming. Like when this season started too, yeah. like, like a week before. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that, that's kind of the way I look at it is that they're just, it's giving people a chance to watch the movie. If they didn't get a chance to watch and you're probably right. Give them a chance to animate more. Cause you know, they don't skip out on the animation for this series. They do. They really go over the top with it. So that that is, what you just said is is probably a likely scenario because there's going to be a lot of hype shit that happens in the entertainment district arc. So more than likely, it was really just to catch people up, as you were saying, because now that I think about it, there was the movie release, but as we said, theaters were sort of just still just opening. Kind of. And yeah. there's very limited seating. And then even the fully movie that's been put online, for most sites that officially have it, it's behind a paywall or premium membership of some sorts, so. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, like, uh, when it came to, you know, the movies and, like, you know, limited openings and stuff, some theaters kind of, you know, because I think AMC was kind of slow to kind of get back on board with stuff. Uh, just, the, I mean, it's an anime movie. This thing was, this thing's, anime movies are always tough to go see. Like, they have limited times. But for it el- beat Mortal Kombat. 
It did do that. <laughs> I mean, hell, the uh, to give an example, the reason why we have yet to review World Heroes Mission is because every time in our local area did not work out for mine and Zach's schedule because the times were so absolutely all over the place. Where it's just like, you know, there was one day where it's like it worked for me early in the day, but Zach would be working, and then there's a time where it worked for both of us, but it's uh, like 10.30 at night. Like, it's, come on, guys. <laughs> like So that's just anime films. You know, they're always yeah. going to be limited times, no matter what, uh, franchise it is so yeah I think it is just kind of catching people up it was still entertaining though but looking forward to the entertainment district art kicking off this weekend looking forward to that and talking about it on 59 in a couple weeks um, so where do we want to go from here do we want to go like Ashihime Sakugan uh, do we want to knock out 86 since that was on another break yeah let's go do 86 yeah which is unfortunate because 86 is about to get full blown hype levels full blown oh it's going very hard into in game climax for the season yes yes because uh, this whole episode was just really anticipation and build up and just like this is the finale yeah. Of just everyone sort of going through, talking stuff out, doing prep work, leading up to the actual uh, sending them out onto the mission. Yeah, which was that, you know, this episode came out a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago because uh, for the people that follow 86 but don't necessarily follow the news or even Animan Plus News, for example, um, 86 what did go on another break due to production issues, which is unfortunate and it has me concerned with what's going on. But at least at the end of the day, the content's still great, so... There's that going on, but this episode came out a couple of weeks ago. You know, the main thing that I, you know, that was just incredible to watch was that buildup where they're all on the ship and just hearing the chatter of everyone fighting and dying. And they're all just sitting there in almost where it's just so natural for them, which obviously it is mm-hmm. just getting ready for the mayhem that's about to take place. The thing that I really enjoyed, well, I shouldn't say enjoyed, but really like it that they really put a lot of time into was the whole Frederica, um, I forgot MC's name. Uh, Shin. Shin. Mm-hmm. Frederica and Shin's whole conversation of why she was being left at the base. Yep. And just that whole breakdown and everything. Yeah, further developing their, their relationship as, you know, siblings basically at mm-hmm. this point. Um, I'm, I'm so hyped to, to watch 8619 this weekend because, I mean, dude, it, it's, it's about to get unbelievable balls to the wall because uh, so episode – 18 what do we have left like five episodes i think yeah that sounds right so dude it is about to get mega mega hype uh i'm i'm very very ready for it uh 18 was just it's just a great build-up is all it was um do you want to talk about yashime or i can sure. talk about sakugan either one i'll do yashime uh-oh uh Doesn't sound I mean, very honestly, promising. honestly okay so so far this season is far still far better than the first season well that's good to know they're actually staying consistent <laughs> well that's good too um, <laughs> first season was something yeah first season was something because they actually have a long arcing storyline going this time around versus whatever that mess season one was and they've actually used a nice little thing that from the last couple episodes where they actually end the episodes on sort of a cliffhanger and just start the next over episode from that cliffhanger mm-hmm. So it just stays consistent flowing, especially this season will probably actually look really nice binge watching. Okay, that's good enough. Based on how they're ending episodes and things like that. And this episode specifically involved uh, Moraha learning about her the past between her parents and the um, raccoons that she's trying to help Tagichi out with because apparently they sealed... Or they scarred the father or the head of the family, which they're going to go into next episode. Mm-hmm. And then mostly it followed Setsuna and the Demon Slayers dealing with the local deity who um, was attacking village, which they were hired to come see. And more or less Setsuna being able to learn how to use her Naginata's new power of severing fates was more or less the episode itself. I mean, it was actually very interesting, the whole god not god guy and everything and his little storyline with the village and then setsuna actually becoming aware of the weird fates realm she sort of since went into mm. it got really weird with her learning how to cut fates <laughs> cut fates yeah literally <laughs> there's just threads of fates she can cut with the naginata oh okay okay kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of um Vanessa, how she's able to control fates yes. from Black Clover, kind of, but in this case, she can just flat out cut it. Yeah, where okay. Vanessa was is controlling the strings of fate, uh, Setsuna is literally just cutting them. Hmm. Okay, that's actually kind of interesting. 
So at least the season's actually being consistent because that was all of our beef with season two, with season one that made me and Josh well, end up dropping it. Y'all two left it. <laughs> yeah, we left that shit behind. I and think I stopped after like episode 16. My other beef with it was just it's nonsense, which that mostly has disappeared. <laughs> but then there's still a crab where this, no, it wasn't this episode, but it was the previous episode where uh, Riku and Rion show up randomly mm-hmm. to follow Toa because all the girls are separated right now. And it is sort of weird because it has three different plot lines for each of them going. Right. And they show up and just like, We're, let us join you. We want to follow you. Aunt Zero's going to kill you. And Toa acts all shocked. I'm like, Zero's been pissed at you girls for half a season and a half. Why are you surprised she wants to kill you? <laughs> you dumb platinum haired girl. <laughs> well. I mean, again, at least it's better than season one because season one was a major letdown from what is a spinoff from a great series. Yes, it, this season is definitely better than one was. Okay. Uh, well, I'll talk about Sokkan. I'm going to talk about episode eight from last week. Episode nine, of course, comes out on Thursdays when we record. And I can't, I, while I'm enjoying Sokkan, I'm looking forward to it ending because, man, I'm telling you, I hate these Thursday shows. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it really do, man. It makes me mad that I can't talk about that. I don't have usually, most of the time, nine times out of ten, I don't have time to watch the episode during my work day. But episode eight was actually really good. Like, I really enjoyed this episode, so I'm glad I made the time for it. Um, so, remember uh, Gagama's backstory that was kind of touched on that yeah. I mentioned a couple episodes ago? Yeah. So, that was followed back up with this episode. This was a very heavy Gagamba-focused episode. So, you know, the last episode that I actually talked about was the one where they all got fucking drunk on that weird flower or whatever. So, Yuri's, like, mega, mega sick. So, they take him to a local um, local city, to, you know, so they can get him to a hospital. So, you know, and, and with how the episode ended, Gagamba kind of... Made it seem like he knew what it was, and it kind of ended the episode there, whatever. So uh, you, you've come to find out in this episode, this this area that they're in, this colony, whatever, is actually where he's where he's from. This is his hometown. Okay. Yeah, you know, this is where he was born. Um, you know, you, you know, you get to see a little bit more flashbacks with the character that uh, he. You got a very quick flashback on that died. His partner uh, named Rufus. You get a quick little. T- Why is his name I, so simple? I know, I know. That's that's what I said. It's like finally another simple fucking name of Rufus, and <laughs> you get everyone else have their names. So you get like little touches on that here and there. Gagamba, Mempa, they're they're still at odds. They're still fighting over a, just a dumb argument, whatever. Uh, Yuri's still in the hospital. You know, Zaklatu's there with you know with Yuri, and Zaklatu kind of ditches out, leaves Yuri with Gagamba. They get drunk together. Uh, you know, to, you know, Yuri's mind says, "Here, let's get drunk together, so you can open up and talk, because you clearly have a lot on your mind." So they're you know talking and stuff. Yuri just starts yelling, "It's like you're a terrible father. You need to go apologize to her." And Gagamba's like, "Man, piss off. Leave me alone." Uh, they're in this bar with this old dude who comes over and actually knows Gagamba. Um, you know, because this, uh, this old character, uh, which I don't, I don't, you know, they said his name, but he's not like a super mega important character. He'll probably not appear back in the show. Um, he apparently ran like a, like, oh, like a marker, like organization, uh, for that town way back in the day that Gagampa was a part of. So that's how he knew him. And, uh, you know, he starts kind of asking Gumpa questions just like, you know, do you, you know, do you not care about your hometown? You don't even bother to stop by, you know, you know, you just ignore it. You just go on, live another life, another colony, you know, and he's just like, what about, and what about Rufus? You know, you haven't even come and apologized to like Rufus' little brother. Cause you keep getting flashbacks of Rufus's little brother mm-hmm. named Zach. Come on, I'm gonna come back to this. So name Zach. And I'm looking at this character and I'm like, named Zach. I'm looking at the character and I'm like, this is, this is kind of sus. And I start connecting that. I'm like, is Zach Latou actually Zach? Like, what happened here? I'm very confused. Because they're saying it's like, this is his little, this is Rufus' little so wait, brother. is Zach Latou a guy? No. Zach, Zach Latou's a trap? No, Zach Latou is just flat out a female. Okay. It's just this character, Zach, just shortened from Zach Latou, was actually a female the whole time and was just kind of like a tomboy and she never corrected anyone. So, like, you know, you're sitting here, you're getting the backstory of where Rufus is going off with Gagamba on this journey, whatever. You know, Zach gets left behind, and Rufus, and, like, you know, almost like an Itachi, like, maybe next time, Sasuke. You know, Rufus is like, maybe next time, Zach, you stay behind, do your thing, whatever. And, like, even to, like before it was officially revealed that Zach Latou is Zach, they were really pushing that narrative of, like, this is a possibility because Gagamba, you know, in his youth came in and saved Zach from being beat up from a bunch of kids. Zach, also a little kid, and after he did that... You know, Gagamba's like, you know, you don't need to be walking in the streets alone. What if you were a girl? Then it would be even worse, whatever. And I'm just like, 
They're really pushing this narrative right now. <laughs> they're really pushing that they could be a female. Yes, they're really. So I'm like, mm, I see. I, I I saw the picture of Zach and Rufus. And I saw Zach's eyes. It's the same color as Zach too. I'm like, this is fucking sus as shit right now. Uh, but also one one very important aspect from this entire episode, and it started with that flashback where Gumpa saves Zach, is whenever he's like, you know, going to like basically like push all these little kids out of the way. Even the kids are like, man, you're an adult. Why are you beating up kids? It's like, that's breaking the rules. And Gumpa's like, adults always break rules. That's what we do. <laughs> is uh, one of them like threw like a rock at Gumpa, and you see like this green thing like appear on the back of his neck and like fucking ultra instincts dodge it. So it's just like, okay, what was that? Okay, this is the first time something like that's appeared. I don't know what this is. And then he starts making fun of everyone. He's like, ah, you're not going to be able to mess with Gale Force Gagampa. I'm like, so whatever he, whatever power he just used is the, where the Gale Force comes from, I guess. Don't know what it is yet. Um, so, fat, you know, that, you know, that's all the flashback brings us back to talking with the old man, whatever, you know, and then it, it just kind of cuts it off where, you know, you get to see another scene as well where Zakla 2 is talking to Mimba and ends up like fucking drugging her, uh, you know, you know, and kind of takes her away. You know, you get that scene so you know something's wrong on that and that, that regard. Bring it back to Gagampa. You know, he gets a walkie talkie call from Zakla 2 and, you know, sh- you know, she's kind of just saying something. It's just like, you know, have you talked to Mimba yet? And he, and, Gagampa's just like, man, you need to stay out of it. That's not your business. And uh, Zaklatu's just like, you know, you should probably talk to her before she potentially dies because then you're going to have a lot of regrets. And he's just like, what the fuck are you saying? She's like, well, you know, you could probably come to M87 and you can probably figure that out. She's like, I know what you know what that means. So this is, I'm assuming, like the, the site where Rufus and Gump always work, you know, work together. And Gagampa's like, wait, wait, how the fuck do you know that? And she cuts it off. And then, you know, the, that shot ends with, with Yuri picking up the picture of Zach and, and Rufus. And he's just like, you know, Zach kind of looks like cut. <laughs> Brings it over here. Mimimpa's like all tied up. Zach Latou's in there. Gagampa comes in. And then there's a huge fight that breaks out between the two of them. Gagampa comes in and point, puts it together. He's like, you're actually Zach, aren't you? And Zach Latou's like, yeah, I turned out a lot prettier than you thought I would, huh? Since everyone thought I was a guy. You know, they, they have this entire fight. And it's a very emotional fight. There's a lot of like, while the fight is happening, in this area where like Rufus and Gumpa always work together, you're seeing like flashbacks at the exact same time of like, you know, like, you know, it was like the kind of the grayed out sort of imagery. Yeah. So you're seeing the exact flashbacks of when they were all young doing like in this area, in this area. Meanwhile, Gumpa's trying to dodge and not get shot and murdered. Uh, and it was overall just a, a very well done kind of fight in that regard. And in this instant, you know, he's trying to basically talk Zach down this whole time. He's not trying to hurt Zach, you know, at this entire time. And in this instant, Mamimpa, um, you know, she ends up waking up trying to get them to stop and everything, you know, and her uh, rope that she's being hung up on, she's tied up, ends up getting snapped. And Gagampa's trying to go save her and accidentally activates the Gale Force, which in this whole fight, you know, Zaklatu gets him at a gunpoint and starts asking him about the Gale Force. And uh, Gagampa is just like, you know, I have not activated it since that day. Since Rufus died, I have just, I have given that up. I have given up going, you know, being a marker, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when she's getting, you know, Zaklatu's getting super pissed. It's like, yeah, you say that, but yet here you are, you're off starting your own family and my only family's gone and you're using that family and they're your new partner and you're back into, you know, being a marker. What about my brother? You know, that, that sort of dynamic is what we have going on here for Zaklatu's beef. So when Gagampa is going to save Mamimpa, the Gale Force activates. So you get a little bit better shot of it where his like, his eyes get like super bloodshot and and he, like, again, he fucking ultra instincts and saves Mimimpa, you know, and then there was like this, you know, the only thing I don't like about this episode is pretty much the whole ending. I don't like the whole ending. Everything else was phenomenal because the ending felt so lackluster to me because it sets it up like in like, almost like a fairy tale fashion where Gagampa's going to die. And of course he doesn't die. I mean, that's just, that's not what we're going to do here. And. Then, you know, after there's that shot of where it's like Gumpa's like he, he falls unconscious, he's super bloody, blah, blah, blah. Then you get a shot back with that old man and Yuri where the old man's talking to Yuri about what Gale Force is, that it's a chip implant that's illegal that Gumpa has in his neck, which basically enhances all of like the, the nerves in his body to allow him to be basically super fucking ultra instinct quick. Uh, and it's highly illegal and, and it cannot be removed is the kind of how they talked about it. So basically the re, you know, how Gagampa has never used it since then, all those years ago is by sheer will and determination of just never letting it activate. Uh, and then the big ending that just bothered the shit out of me is that you have like this big emotional moment where it's like Gagampa's 
dying. Zaklatu is breaking down, crying. Just remember everything about her brother and blah, blah, blah. You know, it comes back to that. Zaklatu standing there. Mamempa's standing there, comes over to Zaklatu. She's like, Mamempa's just like, you know, I still need to go to that place. I still need to go to that place where they're trying to go, whatever. And basically let Zaklatu back into the group immediately. And it just feels so lackluster. And it could show up and shout. He's right there. It's ego. He's right there behind him, bandaged up and everything. And it's just like, just lets the whole thing go. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the story could have been taken in a so much better direction if, like, in that moment, Zaklatu ditched them. And maybe Zaklatu came back in later sort of thing, you know? But the fact that it was, like, immediately resolved, and from the preview that I saw, it is immediately fucking resolved because the next preview showed them all fucking, like, swimming in a water hole together. Like, it's flat-out resolved. And I'm like, she had dual SMGs trying to murder Gagampa. Like, I don't understand. You think in an episode they're just going to be, hey, remember that time when Zaklatu tried to kill us? Ah." Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically, dude. Like, that was my only beef with this episode. Everything else was great. I just wish they would have, like, I'm not even thinking, like, don't turn this into, like, a fucking Sasuke situation where he's gone for half the series as an antagonist. (laughs) Just, like, at least a couple episodes of Zaklatu, like, ditching them because she had this legitimate beef. She had a very legitimate beef for not for for hating Gagampa in this situation, so it's just like build on that just a little bit, just a smidge. But I mean, it is only twelve episodes for season one, which I actually just found out. I didn't know that, but so I only got a few episodes left. But overall, good episode. Besides that ending, that ending really fucking killed me. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, let's talk about talk off. Uh, I didn't get to watch episode nine, so quick thoughts on eight. Fucking awesome. Love oh, it. was great. Eight was awesome. Great action. My boy Lenny came back. Loved that. Loved Titan's serious face. That was cool. Um, and, I, and obviously the big payoff of them acknowledging destiny for destiny. So all that phenomenal episode eight was fucking incredible. It probably would have been my favorite episode of the week last week if we would have recorded. But what about nine? What happened in nine? How do we follow up from all this? So nine, they f- the, three, the trio finally makes it to New York. If, oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, they finally meet, make it to New York, meet uh, the rest of Anne's and Cosette's family, a family more or less accepting that Destiny is a Musart. And, well, they welcome Destiny in, in with because, like, the mother hugs Destiny and everything and whatnot. And more or less this episode is them living the life in New York. They get the tune-up because... Um, Anne's older sister, who is apparently handicapped. She's in a wheelchair. Oh. She can't use her legs. Oh. Her name's Lota. She is a... I don't think they ever gave her a specific title, but she works for the Symphonia as a, um engineer, pretty much. Okay. Working on the Musarchs and stuff like that, analyzing data on them and things like that. And the Symphonia is a large-ass building. Okay. More or less, it takes up an entire harbor, pretty much. <laughs> And, um, of course, their main building looks like an opera house. Nice. And more or less they go there, they do the setup and reveal that Talked in Destiny's bond is more or less a balancing wire. Talked can, as we saw in the previous episode, can fight on the same level as Musarts. And Yeah, we did get that tease. Yeah. And Destiny more or less wouldn't become Destiny without absorbing Talk's life force when... Uh, the bond was formed. So pretty much it's a balancing act. Destiny is absorbing his life force, but he's also absorbing energy from Destiny, which allows his body to move and act in the same way Muse Arts can. Mm. And more or less what this is corroding his body, and he is going to die the longer he fights. Oh. And more or less Lotus tells him, just stop fighting. Live the life you want to, and you can get so many more years. If you continue to fight, you're not going to live long. Doesn't give a specific number, just states that he will not live very long. And more or less after that, that's the sort of first half of the episode, then it goes through and um, more or less talked in Destiny, enjoying life and whatnot and everything. We do get another moment from Heaven, which is the head conductor's muse art, who Mm -hmm. we got to see in the previous episode. She shows up during everything towards the end where um, after every, they're doing their whole regular life stuff where Lotus is back at the Symphonia looking over data for the tuning with Destiny and Heaven just sort of like, so you finished analyzing that, finished up with the tuna? And Lotus saying, no, I'm still going over stuff. And then it turns back to Heaven and her eyes just look crazed. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. And then it goes back to um, Talked and Destiny finishing up their day. It's sort of like mid-evening. E- and Destiny just stops as they're coming out of a subway tunnel going, I hear the sound. The tuning fork. I can hear it underground. So someone's using Hell's tuning fork to attract D2s to New York, which for the most part, New York's functional. It has seen very little damage and whatnot. It's very normal. Yeah. It's still very societal and looks like it should have before the attacks. Okay. And more or less talked in Destiny, run back home, and we see a shot of Adam watching a news report where it's they're reporting on how there's more D2 sightings in the nation and things like that. <coughs> and then they get a call from Lenny. Lenny. And Lenny more or less telling talk, you need to leave New York. Something's going down. You need to leave New York. And talk more or less saying, like, I'm a conductor as well. I do not want to just abandon this. And Lenny's... And if the episode finishes with Lenny going, conductor talking... Asahina, are you ready to learn the truth and of what happened on the day your father died? Ooh. And that's how it ends. <laughs> Ooh, what a curtain drop ending. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's good. That's spicy. Ooh, I'm excited for episode I'm excited for episode ten now. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, more likely it seems like it's gonna be a flashback leading into whatever this giant attack's gonna be on New York. Okay. Also another follow up with episode eight. Yeah, fuck that one dude. Glad that he got shafted <laughs> fuck that guy asshole oh yeah he's also in some like uh mental hospital now because it actually shows him because it starts the episode with lenny talking to somebody and he's like so what happened to him oh, okay as long as he doesn't move around that's fine and it just has a shot of the dude in a hospital gown in some sort of looks like a, a psych hospital of some sort <laughs> damn he really got broke from that yeah also uh Two things that I want to shout out from episode eight that I thought was pretty humorous. Uh, the first one, I, I I don't know why I just thought it was funny. I love the shot of Lenny and that dude, you know, when the, when Titan and Hell were fighting, and they're it, it just it looks so they're just sitting in the just, forest. It just looks so, so, and they're like doing this. They're sitting there, and meanwhile, they're super mad at each other. I'm just like, that's so stupid. I mean, it, I thought that was pretty funny as well. I was just like, I understand why they're doing this. Yeah. But at the same time, it just looks really weird. Yeah, it does. And then I noticed a potential fuck-up that I thought was kind of humorous. It was whenever Lenny was helping talk up. So at this moment, Destiny is still Destiny, like full-blown in her gear. Talk still has, like, the blood up on his face, like, whatever. And I noticed just very briefly, it was only in one shot because the next shot, it was it was normal as you would expect it. But the one shot where Lenny's helping him up, the arm of talk that's not supposed to be there, the sleeve was around Lenny. And I just thought that was kind of funny. That was, oh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a little fuck-up. I just thought it was entertaining. Uh, what about Platinum Inn? Platinum Inn episode eight uh, wasn't too bad. Uh, the ending was very depressing. Yeah. The ending with the, the dude, with the, Mr. Sure, with Mr. Sure and his daughter, that was very fucking that depressing. That was heartbreaking. <laughs> that was depressing as hell. But what about Nine? So Nine was actually a whole introductory story to another God's candidate. Okay. So we got introduced to an entirely new God's candidate at that's right. I remember that in the yeah, preview. The previous episode actually ended. If you actually went through the ending, it actually showed a, a private eyes detective, one of the ones that uh, Mr. Sure has red arrowed, and some guy there try, who also came to red arrow and finding out he already had an arrow in him and killing the dude to get information out of him. Uh, so you meet this whole new God's candidate, his angel, which is the angel of not integrity. Um can't remember more or less he has very good hunches and most of his hunches are very are usually correct okay um he's a first stage angel so dude has red arrow plus wings and more or less it goes through this whole guy's story of how why he was going to kill himself more or less he's been ugly all his life and couldn't interact with people because even his parents thought he was so hideous looking that they barely cared for him and things like that rip and more or less goes through this whole thing that when he gets his angel abilities, him changing his, getting fit, his face fit, uh, plastic surgery and everything, but in the end, even after looking handsome, he still can't talk to women. So he got even more depressed. And this whole time, seeing uh, Metropolitan coming around, Metropolitan <coughs> doing all his stuff, and this guy just becoming a fan of Metropolitan, even seeing all this stuff that he's doing just constantly, more or less becoming a 
giant fanboy and willing to do anything for Metropolitan. Just a massive fanboy. Yeah, pretty much. To the point where he actually finds out who Metropolitan is. Oh, shit. That is a fanboy status right there, boys. (laughs) That's a red flag. With the help of his angel, he actually gets a hold of police records that had DNA from uh, that Mr. Schur had ran to try and get a... um, After the whole battle of the tower, the blood's from the glass and the mask. He got it and got a blood sample, blood DNA test done. And... Dude got that information from the PI he killed and actually uses it to be able to discover who Metropolitan actually is and make a deal with Metropolitan that he wants to become his servant. And Metropolitan more or less tells him, well, if you really want to become my servant, I'm going to set up a box and you need to bring the other God candidates there. And I may consider making you my servant. Because the dude goes through a whole thing of he discovers who he is, even... um, Red Arrow is a random schoolgirl to take a Metropolitan's hair and run that as DNA to be sure of it. Right. And then he has the messenger give him a message and tell him to be somewhere. And dude straight up murders the girl after she walks out the door. Oh, Metro- fuck. Metropolitan's <laughs> just like, he shoots a red arrow and it gets reflecting his eyes. It's like, oh, it's true. Then he white arrows her. <laughs> so much for that uh, minimal accident, right? Right, right. And the best part about this is which it was introduced at the end of the previous episode was his friend has come to realize that he's a metropolitan and just straight up watched him murder a chick and he's aware of it because as Metropolitan walks out to the room to go to this room the guy wants him to go to, his friend's got wide eyes freaking out. Like fangirl freaking out. <laughs> no, like he's scared out oh, of okay. his shit. Okay. Cause he came to he connected all the dots to the previous episode and was like, Do I say something? He's, we're not really that friends. I'm sort of just a hanger on. I'll just pretend like nothing's changed. Mm. But he's slowly seeing this guy he's considered his friend do all this shit in real time. <laughs> so that guy's probably going to do something at some point. And this is the God candidate, right? No, this is his uh, pl- Colton's actual friend at the school. Okay, because that was in episode eight as well. Yes. Okay, because because uh, when you started saying that. It just clicked that's, in. That's it, what I'm referencing. Sorry. Okay. I wasn't very specific. Okay. That just clicked in my head because that was, yeah, that was, I think, at the beginning of episode eight around there. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Where his friend's school actually realizes who he is. Gotcha. Okay. And things like that. Then they have this whole conversation of uh, Metropolitan and the guy and then this whole thing. And it ends with um, Metropolitan. Actually, it ends with the group with their new church they've bought as their new base of operations. We have a moment where Saki tries out her own outfit and everything. She's all chipper after her whole, her whole thing uh, and whatnot. Revel's trying to become a first-grade angel. Yep. And while they're at the church and everything, Mr. Sure, whose name is Murasaki, um, his red arrow comes back. And he's just like, if this is here, it means someone's discovered my P.I. He thinks it's Metropolitan. He's like, may have... And just yells at um, Mirai. Mirai. It's like, come with me now. And runs to his house. Oh, no. And the new god candidate's just chilling out front. Oh, no. Murasaki crashes in the window of his house. Mirai goes and faces the new god candidate. And Murasaki runs to his house. And his, both no. his wife and daughter are gone. No. And that nice wedding dress no. and recital dress are cut to smith shutter. No. <laughs> How could you do that to Mr. Sure? <laughs> he was such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, more or less he sort of mentally breaks down because now he knows his family's captured and everything. And then he gets a call. Once they, the other god candidate runs away, um, Murai finally actually shoots a red arrow without hesitating, which Nase is very happy about. Because it, it literally has a moment where the guy runs and he's just like, oh, Mirai finally shot an arrow without hesitating. Also, shout out to her when it, the, in episode eight when Saki wanted to sleep with Mirai because she needed she to talk to him. Yeah, no, it. So it was just, and, you know, you know, Ravel was just like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. And I said, like, come on. Yeah, we need to leave. This is normal. And then I love the stone cold look where her hands are together and she's smiling and she looks at Ravel and she's like, you are really making me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Nase is just like, 
Oh, they're gonna bang? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I love oh God, I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> She's way too happy at all situations. Um and more or less the episode finishes with Metropolitan calling uh, Murasaki and telling him, Go to this amusement park if you want to try and save your family. Keyword try. Yeah. And <laughs> Murasaki and Mirai take off to go to this amusement park and um Saki sort of going back into depression because she's chibber again because she was wanting to work with them and get wings and whatnot. That's why Ravel's trying to become a first grade angel. But in this one episode, they've left her behind twice now. And so she feels like she's still just baggage again. Right. Like she's just a burden. Yeah. Mm, that's depressing. And it ends with them arrive, flying into the amusement park. Next episode's going to be pretty fire then. There's going to be death. Yeah. Mr. Sure is going to die. <laughs> I feel it. It's unfortunate, but that's what it's looking like. Oh. <laughs> Big sad to Mr. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, final anime talk for the week. Uh, what about Dragon Quest 59? Woo! Um, this was a fucking... Uh, <laughs> more or less, the previous episode, they got their shit kicked in by King Vern. Um... And everything. So this was really just a giant pep talk episode in aftermath. Uh, Pop and my, or that's not right name. Pop and uh, Kung Fu Waifu uh, get picked up because all the lords and people have been recruited by the queen of the kingdom of Carl. She's made a secret base where she's supposed to be lying low, and with uh, King Vern's new ship. Going around, dropping nuclear magic nukes on places now. Uh, she gathered everyone up that could still fight to make a resistance force. Because, like, literally, dude, ship of a bird just flying over cities, dropping magic nukes, peacing out. <laughs> Peace. And there's not shit anyone can do about it. <laughs> uh, there's even a moment in this episode where he's going, he's swirling some wine, he's just like, it's sort of boring that it's going so well. <laughs> Um. Yes, that is happening. Just want to make sure I was hearing that right. Okay. And make sure I was just wanting to hear sirens in case the mics don't pick it up. I was just making sure I wasn't crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely picking it up. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's more or less just an episode of everyone getting their will back. Pop and ma'am. There it is, ma'am. Uh Get a pep talk from the queen. Wait, what? Okay, hang on. Let's back, back it up. What did you call her? My. No, before. Like something kung fu? Kung some? fu waifu. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am. Okay, got yeah. it. Ma'am, uh, her and Pop get a prep to- pep talk from the queen from this kingdom that's gathering everyone. And from her little flashback of Ivan and people during the first time Hadlar was... Um, <laughs> Attacking, they come to the conclusion, oh, she was in love with Avon. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, cool, but okay. <laughs> Random tidbit. And more or less, she gives them a pep talk about being Avon's disciples and them needing to continue the fight. Die gets whisked away by the mother of all dragon knights who shows up t- like a Valkyrie to send them off to the next life with her and has the whole revelation of a psych world of... You have two souls in it. Father Barrow makes one last appearance to tell. <laughs> so Father Barrow, he shows up and he's just like, mother of all dragons, dies not dead. He's not a true dragon knight because I sired him with a human female. So he needs to go back to the world and save them all from the darkness because even the gods realized us dragon knights couldn't fight this. So they gave us this hope that is die. And Mother Dragon going, Okay, I'll use the last of my powers to revive him and send him back to that n- nightmare hell that he's going to have to suffer. I And I more or less going, I'm not strong enough, Father. I'm not as strong as you. And Bob's just like, you are strong, boy. You will need to go back to that world and fight the evil and be the hero that us tr- Dragon Knights could not be. And then to f- find a woman and have your own family. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, good luck. Pieces out with the mother dragon. Die revives. And I was just like, all right, Bob, you had a true father moment. Go out there and fight, then find you a wife. (laughs) 
was like, all right, cool. What fine. any father wants to tell their child. Their t- 12-year-old child. <laughs> Go make me a grandbaby. <laughs> Pretty much. And then dies passed out. He ends up in the same place as everyone else where uh, Princess, I forget her name, Heel Princess is next to his bed crying. And I was like, oh, there's the waifu he's going to bang <laughs> and make a family with. Uh, this 12-year-old and 14-year-old princess. <laughs> and then it ends with uh, Varn sending out a message to all the kingdoms that we're going to kill everyone. We're going to take over the surface in like a couple days. And to commemorate this, we're going to execute our two prisoners of Hunkel and Crocodine. And if you want to come watch it, show up here at this time. <laughs> RSVP. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's just straight up, well, this is a trap, but hey, here's an invitation. <laughs> And it ends with a shot of Hunkel and Crocodile just being chained up in a dungeon. Kinky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. What was your favorite episode of the week? Uh, shoot. My favorite episode would have to actually be Talk Top. Episode nine? Yep. Mine is either Talk Top episode eight or Sock Gun episode eight. I really enjoyed both those. Just that ending of Sockgun. My favorite moment of the, all these episodes, though, was Barham made a father being like, yo, go kill some evil. Make a family kill. <laughs> Peace. I'm going to the afterlife. Later, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's jump over to some manga. Um, so the l- last episode of Animan Plus, we talked about Ai Hashimon, uh, newest weekly Shonen Jump series. Uh, we've now got... the best new MC. <laughs> Big facts. Uh, Ai Hashimon, we'll go ahead and start there. Uh, still fantastic. We're now three chapters in. All three are at least a nine, in my opinion. They're uh, all very enjoyable. Unbelievable series so far. I, I said before this series was kind of kicking off that I felt like this series was getting to a point already where it's going to be like almost too big to fail. Yeah, it really is. Because of the amount jumps pushing it, the amount of like Fujimoto, who, you know, this is, of course, it was one of his former assistants. You know, he's already doing fan art of some of the characters yeah. before chapter one. The Twitter was already reached 2k before chapter one like it was almost to a point where it was gonna be too big to fail in fact i'm gonna go ahead and throw out a prediction right now on episode 58 uh come like chapter 12 or 13 it'll get a cover it's gonna get the same treatment as as blue box and elusive samurai it'll get a cover by chapter 12 i'm gonna go ahead and call it right now out of all the newest ones this is probably got the strongest feel i feel like you know because i mean even elusive samurai that got really strong a lot of people weren't initially feeling it just because of it's building its setting yeah which is funny because jump was very aware of that because of how long they held off volume one yeah they held off volume one until they had enough chapters for volume two so those got released back to back months <laughs> which was a very smart move by jump and then we have ayahashimon which it's just hitting cylinders yeah, it is. It's just stupid. I mean, it's just stupid. It's funny. It's, it's got enjoyable. great art. I mean, oh, the art looks fantastic. It, it's comedic as hell, man. Like, I mean, the character, the, our main character, uh, Maru, is yeah. that his name? Maru? I mean, he's just, he's a, he's a dimwit. He's a complete doofus. He and is dumb as a rock. And it is amazing. I love the shot of where he's holding the door. He's like, hot, 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 hot. He's and like, she, oh, <laughs> yeah, flame bread. Yeah. Did he just rip a door off? And then she's just like, the sprinkler, the sprinkler. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. And instead of like, throwing the door up he jumps up and hits it and she's like that's not that's not what i had in mind but that works i mean overall like the series is stupid man it's got it's got a little bit of like you know obviously like a one punch feel or Mm -hmm. a mashal feel where mashal's like unbeatable basically and just beats everyone up it's got those sort of feels and then it has like all the different yokais and you know basically the creatures and then it also has like a a mafia feel to it yes i mean it has so many different concepts all being mashed into one and it's just it's just f- hilarious. And it's it was, amazing. There's just final thing because it's still at the early stages, so it's still having the moment where all these jokes are like, "Human can't hurt me," and the guy's in the middle of thinging that, and his body just disappears, and his head, uh, that end shot of his head, yeah. just wide eyed on that register. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, Ayahashimon, I cannot recommend it enough. Please go give this a read. I mean, it's, it's. I think I don't. I, it's tough for me to see this one getting axed at any point. I, I really just can't. Out of every new series. Like, new series chapter one, not new that we just start reading, you know? Every new series chapter one that we have started here at Animan Plus, this is probably the one that I feel the most confident in. The only other one would probably be Kaiju number eight. Uh, everything else, like, it's just like, you know, we've said that it's going to be really good. We really enjoyed it for one reason. Like, Red Hood had a phenomenal chapter one, et cetera. This one, though, this one's at the top. This is like, all right, this is it. This is the series, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it is very good. I definitely see it going along, doing a long haul. The only reason why it wouldn't is if 
Yeah, I'm jump gonna, is jump. Yeah, jump is jump. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to throw that out in the air. So, all right, fair. <laughs> uh, well, the next new series that was introduced the week after is called "Protect Me, Shugamaru. Um Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and say it up front. We have always stayed true to the policy of a three chapter try. Chapter one was enough for me. I mean, I, I don't, I don't care. I have no connection to this series. I mean, you, what you told me, where you're saying it's not for you, but you see the target audience. That is so fucking true. I see the target audience of this series. It's just not for me. So, like, basically, the <sighs> more or less, we have a dim-witted kid who's been assigned a bodyguard, this heiress of some sort, because yep. there's some evil organization who's apparently sent out a message some way to let people know that they're going to try and kill her. Mm-hmm. But this kid has this bodyguard kid has super tunnel vision and overly reacts to things. So for like, like in this chapter two that came out, there's a mosquito about to hit. Him. Instead of just swatting it away with his hand or a fly swatter, he has a giant mallet. Yep, and about to hit the mosquito and take her head off too. Mm. So I mean, it's a whole thing of more or less going through her perspective, having to deal with this bodyguard and trying to live her life at the same time. So it's a weird comedy slice of life possible action right. mix, which really doesn't hit with Alex for me, but I definitely see the target audience going for. Um, yeah. And sort of also got sort of that uh, older style vibe to me. Yeah, it, older style is definitely accurate. It, it definitely has that older style vibe. And to give some more examples, like the tunnel vision thing, like she goes to like try to open a book and like the pages were stuck together and he like sets the book on fire. And he's like, what if it was like a monster trap book? And they make a reference to uh, the Harry Potter spinoff, uh, Mystical Beast, whatever. She's like, oh, they make a lot of references. Yeah, a lot of references. Uh, there was another one where you actually get to meet uh, like the assassin coming to kill her. And, you know, Shugamaru like put poison gas in the entire room. But then she's then then she points points out it's like so that means we're gonna die too right and Shugamaru's was like oh yeah that's right yeah we we are <laughs> so it's just i mean could it be entertaining for some people yeah because yeah. it, it's gonna be a comedic slice of life is gonna be the best way to put it but it, it's not it's not for us i mean I, i'm not reading it past chapter one which also shout out to the fact that this is like the shortest chapter one for a new series that i've seen like ever yeah it felt super long it, yeah yeah it, it felt unbelievably long because normally they run about 55 pages is the average i mean that's what ayahashiman uh, and uh, the next series that we're going to talk about was yeah. this one was 35 pages but it felt like fucking 65 and i think it's because it it has a lot of exposition yeah i don't know yeah, we were not going to be rating it here on the show. I'll go ahead and say that. Also, based on chapter two, it's got a running gag. That poor guy who got iced in the first chapter, he got iced again. God damn it. That's, so apparently that's going to be a running gag. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I'm not going to read it beyond that. So, uh, And then the last new series, which a lot of people were actually pretty hyped for coming out. This uh, is from the creator of a series called Golem Hearts. Uh, I've never personally heard of this series, but apparently it was a weekly Shonen Jump series a few years ago. And everyone, and it, it ultimately got axed very quickly, about 20 chapters or so. Don't quote me on that. But everyone really enjoyed it at the time. They enjoyed the art style and everything. So they were pretty pumped to see the artist come back to this series called uh, Doron Dororon. I believe is how you're going to pronounce it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, this one, another, another like sort of monster esque one, yeah. like yokai's essentially. And uh, I mean, it, to me, it's immediately average in my opinion. I'm seeing people rave about it. I I don't see. I mean, I see the appeal in the terms of this is a trademark Shonen Jump series because you have your main character that's like another Naruto, Deku, or Asta who can't do what everyone else can because yeah. he, he has no uh, spiritual energy to become a samurai like he wants to do. He wants to become a samurai and slay these monsters and make the world safe and happy for everyone, but he cannot become a samurai because he has a, no spiritual energy at all, a.k.a. Asta or a.k.a. Um, Midoriya. I mean, like it's, I mean, you, you tag that in with some action, with some monsters, and you have a trademark Shonen Jump series that a lot of people are probably going to jump on board with. I mean, you say a lot of people raving about it. I actually saw a lot more people calling it generic and stuff. That's uh, what I would think. But no, yeah. I actually saw some, you know, when I say a lot of people raving about it, it's more so a lot of like, I guess, more popular opinions. Gotcha. We're saying it's super good, for example. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't see this. I mean, this is, it's the second best out of these three yeah, new ones, but, but it's not, it doesn't even hold a fucking candle to Ayahashiman. I mean, this series, I'll be very curious to see where the story progresses because based off this first chapter, it is very. Shonen Jump generic. Yeah. 
I mean, as you said, we have our MC who has a disadvantage compared to the rest of the world. Uh, even the, towards his main goal, he naturally finds a companion who can help him that. Yep. There's monsters that are evil who got, need to be fought and things like that. We even have our stronger, um, I assume, other human partner, maybe teacher, mentor, mm-hmm. something or another. Um, I mean... It was an okay read. Was I over high for it? No. Did I dislike it? No. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's one that I'll at least read every week. It'll get added to the lineup and, like, protect me. Protect me is just already shafted in my mind. I just I don't care to read it. So, at least I care to read this one. But, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was okay. I don't think it's deserving of any sort of hype that it's getting, at least in our opinion. Uh, I don't think it is. I mean, it's very, it, like you said, the, be- the way you said it is the best way to put it. It's a very generic trademark shown a jump series but the problem is even though it has like all these trademark things that you get out of a shown jump series it's not near as good at least as of a chapter one obviously it has plenty of time to develop yes uh but it's not near as good as what like a my hero chapter one was or a black clover chapter one you know which are also in a way generic shown jump series yeah but those are great or you know in black clover's case it was great at that time we have our beefs about where black clover is now but that's a different topic for a different day <laughs> uh but uh i mean this one i mean it's okay i mean like i'll go ahead and say my rating for chapter one i give it a seven i mean it is average i didn't hate it i didn't yeah, love it, it was, I'll, I'll give it a six i mean it's about where i'm gonna put it uh speaking of ratings let's go ahead and jump into the ratings now since we ran through our three new series uh one piece 1032 i'd actually give this one a nine uh, good Zoro chapter. Lots of good stuff happening right now with uh, Zoro in this one. My Hero Academia, 335. I'll give it an 8. Uh, I give it an 8. And man, next chapter, the spoilers, bro. Woo! Lots of stuff coming. Excited for that. Uh, Black Clover, 315. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers up in this bitch. Yeah, it, it <laughs> went weird. Like, it's cool to see... Uh, the end shot was dope. The end shot was too obvious. I mean, it's cool to see the Black Bulls just going straight up Megazord, but I'm yeah. just like, eh. Um, I give it a six. I get a five. Uh, Dr. Stone, 220. Fuck this. <laughs> as soon as I saw the end page, I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I don't even know this character, but at the same time, actually, I say fuck this, but this was a more enjoyable chapter than any chapter I've read in months uh, from Dr. Stone. You do know this character. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. Who? Uh, that's uh, Stanley. Who? From all the hype shit that we just got out of. The one that was like hunting them. Oh. The one that was like in charge hunting them. Oh. That's who that is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I could have, I didn't remember that. Yeah. That's who that is. Oh. I. Yeah. Still. Eh, okay. Uh, I mean, it was probably the most Dr. Stone chapter I've enjoyed within the past couple months. That's fucking true. Because it focused on characters rather than the BS time skips. Yeah, BS time skips and build 6,000 things in one chapter. Yeah. Fucking stupid. I give this one probably a seven. I'll give it a seven. Uh, JJK, 167. (laughs) (laughs) Friggin'. uh, I'll give it an eight. I give it eight as well. Mission Yozakora Family 108. Uh, I'd give this one a nine, honestly. <laughs> Mitsumi is so, is she's so fucking precious. <laughs> so, like, they're doing a clean out right now of, like, the basement, whatever. Okay. Getting rid of a bunch of stuff. You know, like, for one thing, for example, is uh, 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 Koyachero, the oldest brother who's a, uh, obsessed with Mitsumi. They're getting rid of him? No, like, he has a body pillow of Mitsumi, and she's just like, <laughs> throw that shit away. That's fucking weird. <laughs> so, you know, a body pillow of his own <laughs> yeah, sister? Yeah. Well, he's obsessed with his sister. He just wants to protect her at all costs. Oh, God dang it. Uh, so, you know, she's going through telling everyone to throw this away, throw this away. That You know, she comes to, you know, like, uh, Shinzo, for example, she's like, why do you have a nuke? And he's just like... I thought it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) And just going through everyone and just telling them, clean this up, clean that up. And then they find a a little, little hand fan. It's got Toya on it. It's just like, Oh, look at that. Where'd that come from? It's like this box. It's labeled Mitsumi. And they open up. It's just a bunch of Toya merch. There's a bunch of shit with his face all over it. And it's just like, she has this stone cold, like her, like the, the art for it. It's just like all white and just like a pale look. And it was just hilarious. uh, This is a great chapter. I give it a nine. Uh, Undone Luck, Chapter 89. Uh, I would give this one probably just a 7, personally. Uh, what about Mashal 87? I mean, Suicide Bomber? 
See what's that about him? I'll give it an eight. I'll it was a very enjoyable t- chapter. Dot got his moment. Dot did finally get a moment. Yeah, that was actually super dope. That was that, that was that was super cool. I just loved it because he still has this whole plan going every time. He's just like, "All right, he did his job. I can do mine. If it's just one of them, why is there two of them?" Yeah, um. uh, yeah. There's that those quick shots of he's like, "Oh, I might be fucked." <laughs> uh, what did you give it? I gave it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight as well. And it was enjoyable end of just smash walking through the endless. Uh, Dot and them are probably doing what they need to do. <laughs> Sakamoto Day is 49. I mean, I thought it was super dope. I give it a nine. Uh, I give it an eight. I don't remember who the old man is, but he had a dope moment. Uh, what about Lose a Samurai 41? Well, I'll give it a seven. Seven as well. Blue Box Chapter 31. It's rough, man. Bro, that <laughs> ending was so depressing. Oh, man. That was the depressing-ass ending. I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> it sucks to be the second love interest. Uh, I'd give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. Uh, I Hashman, chapter three. Nine. Easy. Nine. Dordon, as I already said, chapter. I'll give it a, I'll give it a seven. Uh, you gave it a six. Mm-hmm. My Hero Vigilantes, uh, 114. I'd give this one a seven. Uh, Kaiju number eight, chapter 51. I did not get a chance to read. What, what would you give it? I would give it an eight. Okay. Uh, Dan Dan, 34. Just realized I did not read Dan Dan. That's my fault. Um, Fire Force, 293. Damn, bro. Oh, man. Lots of shit's happening over in Fire Force right now. So is Fire Force in its final arc? Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like right now, like we're at like a cataclysm sort of thing. Okay, and I, I loved it because uh, Ben Amaro and like you know in his district, whatever, you know, they're just he's just like, all right, everyone, bust out the sake, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he just he basically just throws them sake. He's like, I can't save you guys from this one. We're all gonna die. <laughs> so let's just drink and have a good time as we make our way out of here. Uh, I give it two ninety two ninety three and nine. Tokyo Avengers two thirty three. Man. Man, Mikey's. Whew. Yeah, I I'm don't expect it to happen what it's uh, red herring us. But, I mean, I right. I'll give this one uh, an 8. I'll give it an 8 as well. Eden 0170. Boy, Shiki is a fucking Chad. I loved this chapter. I'm all for this time skip. I mean, yeah, no, we got a three-year time skip, and we're yep. in a completely new Cosmo. Yes, Yes, and dude, like, and I love this time skip because, like, I started really racking my brain, and I was trying to think of of examples. Like, I can't remember the last time recently that we've had a time skip like this in a series that had this much of a drastic change to our main character. Yeah, it's been a little bit, but I mean, it's was done very well. This chapter, our first chapter after the time skip, was really nice. I'll give it an eight. I love that end shot too. That end page yes. was awesome. I'd actually give this one a nine personally. Um, two year eternity, one fifty two point five. God, I hate these points. I fucking hate these points with this series so much. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll give it a six. I'm not really sure what two year eternity is going at the moment. Okay, yeah, I was gonna actually actually ask you that. Like, do you have any interest in this series at the moment? Because I I feel like recently I have not because I don't know where the fuck we're going with the story. I mean, I, I've sort of lost a little interest into it, but I mean, I feel like this is just how this series ends because when you go back and look through the arcs, you have no idea where it's actually going. <laughs> Fair. Until it's over. Yeah. Like during the whole big Noker fight, I didn't expect it to go where it went. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. I just feel like over the past like 30 chapters or so, like I feel like we've had no actual direction. We've yeah. had we've had little we've had a little, but like in terms of the grand scheme of the story and the Nokers and the it's Dockers, mo- it's uh, mostly been uh, characters, yeah, and just adapting to the the current time. And I mean, I give it a six. Yeah, Seven Daily Sins, Four Nights the Apocalypse, Chapter Forty Two. I'd give this one an eight. And also, shout out to a couple chapters ago, uh, Gother was reintroduced to the to the uh, the series. Uh, so first shot was of, it useful? 
Gother was useful. Cool. Yes. And uh, they're more further pushing like this uh, like Femboy-esque design that Gother has always carried, which was hilarious when Gother first appeared to our main cast because Donnie, the doofus that he is, is in the back. He's like, oh, man, she's hot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Donnie, only if you knew, bud. <laughs> I mean, it's Gother, so, I mean, he'd be down to put him in an illusion of lust. That is true. That is true. But, yeah, Gother was actually very, very useful. Um, so seeing Gother's uh, current kind of abilities gets me very hyped to see where everyone else is in the capacity as well. But uh, yeah, I'd give this one an 8. Ranger Reject 32, I'd give this one an 8 too. Soul Leveling 175. I'll give it an 8. Uh, 8. Weak Hero 166. <laughs> Friggin' Donald Nall lock it up just like a boss. <laughs> right. i give it an 8. I'll give it an 8 as well. Elseed 145. I'll give it an 8. Uh, favorite chapter of the week? Mm, Ayahashimon. Yeah, you know, I, I'll probably give it to Ayahashimon as well. I really enjoyed that read, and I enjoy this series, man. It's really good. All right, well, that does it for the show, at least. So, like I said earlier, uh, we will be on a break next week. Uh, make sure to check out the Lighthearted Game Awards. Watch along extravaganza over at youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Uh, again, I don't know what time we're going to go live. I'll post it on Twitter at LHAMers Podcast. Uh, And then episode 59 will come out on the 19th and episode 60 will come out on the second since we'll be on a break for Christmas week. Uh, Zach, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, All I'd like to say is like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you like what's going on and you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button to help us out. And if you actually want to be notified whenever we post anything, you can hit the bell and it'll let you know anytime any one of our videos, whether it be Animan, Lighthearted, uh, Terrible Football Show, it all helps. And you can do that at YouTube.com slash Sparky3. I should also add that Animan Plus News will still continue as is every single week, so you don't have to worry about that one. Unless something pops up. That's happened a couple times, obviously. Uh, but as of now, it will still be going every single week while this show will just be going on these couple breaks. But once we come into the new year, uh, I it'll be a, it'll, it'll probably be a, a little bit before we go on another yeah. break. So, I mean, no, no worries there. It's just holiday season. we got other shit going on with the Game Awards. We have Spider-Man here in a couple weeks. It's all that sort of stuff. It is what it is. But make sure you go check out all the other shows, do everything Zach said and more. And uh, we will see you on the 19th for episode 59. Uh, looking forward to 86 this weekend. It's going to be super hype. Looking forward to talk up. That also something that's going to be hype. Um, so, yeah. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. See you. Bye.